for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found check Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, I am blue. You are bright and shiny in my mind. Welcome to the Fall Podcast, where the focus is on deer hunting, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories from across the Midwest. And now, here is your host, Aaron Blasey. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and this is episode number 12. And today on the podcast, I am joined by the owner of Wild Edge Inc., and his name is Drew Walter. Now, for anybody who has never heard of Wild Edge, Wild Edge, it's a company that provides a lot of different products, but their flagship product is called the Step Ladder by Wild Edge. Now, this is the ultimate climbing system. It's legal for use on all state and public land. It's just a great way to get in the tree. Now, a lot of these guys are using their tree saddles and hunting on state land and running gun guys that are, you know, putting a hang on in the tree. It's great to use because on state lands just about all around the country, you can't use screwing steps or you can't really harm the tree in any way. And a lot of guys don't really want to bring in ladder stands and they don't even want to bring in ladder sticks, you know, because it's heavy and, and loud. So Drew has come up with a product called the Step Ladder, like I said. These things are unlike anything I've ever seen. In the next hour or so, you're going to find out what this product's all about. But I really encourage everybody to go to wildedgeinc.com and really look at these. You can go to YouTube as well. He's got a YouTube channel. And this product's just really cool. And, and don't judge it before you try it because that's kind of what I did. Now I have a set now, and I've been using them in the yard here and practicing with them. I've got a set of 10 now. He has a lot of different sets. I've got a set of 10, which gets you about 18 to 20 feet. And I'll tell you, for the first time I used them, I got about 18 feet in about 12 minutes. And it's unbelievable how quiet they are, how easy they are to pack in the backwoods, or even on private land, wherever you want to go. So I highly encourage you guys to check these out after you listen to the podcast and try them out for yourself as well because they're really cool. They're not just for the running gun guy either. I mean, you could use these on all your sets as well. And even if you didn't want to leave your sticks in the tree, they're easy to take down on the way down as well. And you can just keep moving, even having set stands all over your woods. So 
So that's that's really this podcast in a nutshell. So I'm going to get Andrew on here, and I'm going to let him take it from here. I am natural. And we're here. We're back on the fall podcast for another episode, episode 12 to be exact. And today I have Drew Walter from Wild Edge Inc. on, and uh, it's pretty cool. He's got a product that I really am intrigued by and I really want everybody to know about. So without further ado, Drew, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, you know, this new product, or I, I shouldn't say new, maybe it is new, new to me anyway. I saw this not too long ago and I'm like, I really got to figure stuff out about this. And because I, I, I kind of want to get into the more run and gun uh, kind of setup. And even if it's on private and public or public and, you know, and I think your product is going to be the ticket that I'm looking for. Yeah. I mean, just trying to make mobile hunting great again. <laughs> for sure, man. You know, with it, before I go any farther, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but can you give a, a brief little intro on yourself, you know, where you're from and, and a little bit about your business, how old you are and, and kind of how you got into this, this business. All right. Uh, my name's Andrew Walter. Everyone calls me Drew. I'm the owner and president of Wild Edge Incorporated. It's uh, actually began a long time ago. I, I grew up in a small town, East Haddam, Connecticut, and a uh, rural town. And I grew up hunting with the actual inventor of the steps um, ever since I was a 14-year-old kid. His name was Jim Stepp, and he had lost his leg in Vietnam. So they, the steps were invented out of necessity. Jim was a, an inventor and a welder. So he, he invented them because he needed a way to get his prosthetic leg on both feet onto one step and then get his good leg up. So basically climbing one leg at a time opposed to alternate steps. So... Jim invented him years and years ago, and him and I have been hunting together forever. And, um, you know, he was basically selling them back in the day before the Internet. So uh, when I got um, out of the Army and I was traveling a lot for work doing suburban deer management as a sharpshooter. So when I kind of wanted to settle down, stay closer to home, Jim gave me an opportunity to bring the steps back to life. So that's how Wild Edge was created. And uh, kind of went from there, and we've been in business for three years now. Um, and that's about it, just really focusing on, you know, the new uh, basically run and gun. You know, I've been doing it forever, but so popular now where, you know, it's really our niche is saddle hunters. And, you know, the steps can be used for, for anything, but you know, that's kind of how we started. So, so, so Jim came up with this design, and you know, he's only got one good leg. So he actually climbs trees with, with this system with one good leg. Oh yeah. He's about, he's almost 80 years old now and he's still climbing, still climbing and hunting with me. That's unbelievable. Now, anybody that's listening, you guys got to go look at this while you're listening to this, go, go to wildedgeinc.com and check out the step ladder set. Now, Drew, can you, can you kind of paint a picture for the listeners that, you know, have never seen this? What does this system look like? Okay, so uh, the steps, they come in all different size sets, but basically you can go on. So our basic sets are 8, 10, 12, or 16 steps. They're individual steps. So picture a ladder system. Um, they're triangular-shaped steps. Um, they have three points of contact with a rope that goes around the tree. It's polypropylene rope. And uh, the whole point of the step is it's a, whole, it's a camming system. So the step locks onto the tree, tie a simple loop, and you create the tension with that loop. And as you pull that step up, above the rope that's going around the tree you cam it over and you go over center and you cam it it locks right to the tree we've hung four wheelers from the steps we've hung three thousand pound tractor picked up hook body dumpsters 
Um, we've we have just des destroyed them, and they're just wicked strong. They lock onto the tree, which is perfect for any kind of climbing, especially saddle hunting when you're creating your platform uh, to put your feet on, because you can put side pressure on the steps. You can stick your heel on the steps. They're wicked solid, and the you know another big advantage they're comp they're compact. So the carry bag they come in, they're stacked inside the bag. You can turn the bag upside down; they're not going to fall out. And as you're climbing, you get to the tree, pull the ropes out of the bag, and each step is right there in the sleeve over your shoulder, right at your hip. So as you're climbing, you're tied in with a line, line, and that's holding you to the tree. Both feet are on the step. Both heels are on the step as you're climbing. Both your hands are free due to your line and line. And as you're climbing, one step comes out of time, and you can, they're so compact. Um, each step weighs just about 15 ounces. But uh, as you're climbing, you know, we say you design your climb. If you want to put the steps alternate, you put them alternate. If you want to put them straight up in a ladder, which I like to do. So in the dark, I can just know that step is going to be right above my head and I just climb. Um, there, you know, if you want, you start your climb at the bottom of the tree one way. If you want to get to the other side of the tree, you just take, uncam that step and swing it around the tree and lock it down. So very versatile. Um, it's not a product that you're going to take out of the box and just be an expert on. You really got to you know, get the hang of it. And there's a lot of techniques that come with it, but that's nothing to be intimidated by. Once you get it, you know, it's wicked simple. So each step, now they're individual steps. There's three points of contact you were saying. Now right. there's a, there's a cross member that's essentially your step, correct? Right. Correct. Um, so, so the two points of contact that are on the top of the step that actually go into the tree, you can step on those as well, right? Right. Yeah. Those are called the standoffs and they have, you know, a sharp, uh, sharps they have sharp notches in them so that's what's digging into the tree and then once you cam it over you're coming above the rope and then that bottom pick hits the tree so you know really it's being sucked into the tree um and so as you're with when both feet are on the step as you're climbing as you're putting up the steps both both your heels are on each of the rungs so you're kind of you know your toes are both pointed you know at a 45 degree angle on like against the tree so it's you know, it's very, and as you're climbing, you can step on them any which way you want. Some people like alternate, so they're stepping on the side of the step, um, just like a stick. So every other step, and some guys like like I do to put them in a straight ladder. Okay, now see, I've I've used uh, rapid rails before, you know, and the thing with rapid rails is there is some trees that you can get them pretty rock solid, but if rapid rails, if you're kind of leaning off to one side, every set of rapid rails I've ever had will always swing on you. Now these ones won't swing at all, right? No, if you get them locked onto the tree, they're not going anywhere. I mean, I at the trade shows, I put an additional, so I bring a telephone pole on the stand and I put an additional piece of pole that's going off at a 45 degree angle and I'll snap a step onto there and I'll step on that thing and I'll hang from it. So, you know, if the tree's going at a 45, you can snap a step onto it you know you can put it onto any any tree that and any angle so that's the beauty of it. it's not going to slip and even if even if it was too loose and it did slip it's still not going to go anywhere it's going to dig into the tree and just slide down but it's not going to come off the tree right now if have you or any of your clients um people that have bought them have they found any instances where these steps just they've had a really hard time not getting them any in any tree or, you know, have they found a situation where they just can't get them in it? I get those calls all the, you know, all the time, but you know, every once in a while and, you know, after explaining it even over the phone for, you know, 10 minutes or directing them to a YouTube video, 
you know, it all of a sudden clicks to them. So if, you know, if they can't get it on their tight, then they're doing something wrong. That's the biggest thing. Okay. Now in the way you tie it to the, the tree, basically, it's not a knot, correct? It's just a, what is that type of loop that you're doing? We call it a loop. So, it, you know, it's, it's split, the rope is spliced on the one end. Um, so the rope goes around the tree, you put the step against the tree, you go through the triangular part of the step, you go around through the rope and the standoff and you make, you basically, you make a loop. You t- then you take that tail on the rope, feed it through the loop. And then that's where your adjustment is. So, you know, you find your adjustment, pull a step off up. If it's too tight and you can't cam it over, you just push take the tension off the step you push a tiny bit out so an eighth of an inch of rope is going to be enough you know it's just tiny bit of adjustment the beauty of that rope is it slides so it's not like a normal nylon rope that's going to bind on itself and loop works is so it doesn't bind on itself and it's easily adjustable okay Uh, so you know and if it's too tight or if it's too loose you just you know wiggle a little bit of slack out of it and then pull it up and you'll be able to feel where it's about to go over so when i'm climbing i always put my next step up you know at my head or above my head so that when i cam it up i literally just drop my body weight right into it and snap it to the tree okay so it's, you know the more the more i tell guys you know it's you got sometimes you got to put a little testosterone into it you know if it's an oak with big thick bark you gotta you know put a little more nut into it um same thing if it's a beech tree it's going to snap onto there a lot easier than, you know, a soft pine, soft pine. You're going to have to really dig into that bark, but, and you might have to cam it over and then you'll see that it might be a little loose, flip it up again, take a little bit of slack out of the rope and then slam it over again. And you should be good. So it's, you know, sometimes it just takes a little finesse, but once you get the hang of it. So when I'm, when I'm doing a mobile setup and I'm running a gun and I'm, I'm not worried about getting them super tight because I'm going to start the tree. I'm going to work my way up the tree, get set up in my saddle, and then when I'm done hunting, I'm going to take it down. So I'm not going to be climbing up and down 100 times. If I'm right. leaving set all season long, yeah, I'll take a little more time and I'll make sure they're, you know, as tight as possible because I know family and friends are going to be climbing them and they're going to be there all season. So, Yeah, so essentially if you when you're climbing – it's not a it's not a knot. So if you don't get it right on the first time, you're not sitting there for five minutes trying to get the knot back out. So it's more of a loop. It's kind of like the way I kind of picture it, and it it's like you know how a pressic knot like it kind of goes loose and tight. Like it's right. kind of maybe like that. You're not fiddling around with it. Is that right. is that is that right? Yeah. If if you don't if you don't do the the knot right, then it's not going to work. So you can't. So say for instance, if you don't go between the rope and the rung when you're coming through and going down into the loop, if you go under the rope, you're going to pinch that rope against the rung and you will not be able to adjust it. So, you know, you did it wrong. Um, and also the actual loop for the logo for the stepladder is screen printed on your carry bag. So if you're ever questioning it, you just flip your bag over, which is on your hip and you have a memory of how it works right there. But I tell customers, you know, you're not going to take it out of the box and become an expert. So take them out of the backyard, slap them onto a tree, you know, play with them put them on a couple different trees so that when you go into the woods, you're not sitting there, you know, trying to figure it out. So it's, yep. but once you get it, I mean, you know, I was putting up tree stands with the steps when I was 14. So a 14 year old kid can do it. I'm sure anyone can. <laughs> now explain these ropes to me a little bit more. What, what are the ropes made out of? Like explain that. 
it's a it's pure polypropylene it's a custom rope we get from a company um down in north carolina and it's made for the stepladder um it's a braided polypropylene hollow braid 2800 pound tensile strength and it's it the rope is awesome i use it for everything um from duck boats to dog leashes um anchor line i mean you name it i use it because it doesn't soak up water it's not going to hold water it's not going to mold you know picture a nylon rope that's on your boat it's always slimy nasty and disgusting to step out a rope floats it's not going to hold moisture squirrels and mice have no interest in chewing it um and it's it's just wicked strong so once you snap that step on for the first time it's gonna it's not gonna stretch so your steps aren't gonna get loose um and it's wicked durable um uv resistant i mean the rope is the key to the step really so literally you could leave these steps up for many years in a tree all year long and and oh yeah they're never gonna wear yeah jim at his house in maine has a step that's been on a tree for over 12 years on a pine tree you can't even see the rope the tree grew around it i've had steps that i've forgotten about that have been in trees in a birch a beech tree for you know seven or eight years and you know i had to basically cut the rope off to get the step off some of them i was able to pop up and actually get them off but you know they're they're indestructible that's cool now now where do you manufacture these at? Are you doing it yourself or is it, is it we, an overseas thing or is this a U.S., US all U.S.? Yep, yeah, it's U.S. We started, um, the reason it took us so long to start the business was um, I actually put an addition onto my shop as a, I put in a welding shop addition onto my shop. Um, I rented a space and realized that, you know, I need an actual welding shop. So the vision was to have a whole manufacturing facility all the way from bending the metal to powder coating. Um, so I started there and built the shop in 2015 and started making the steps and realized I really could not keep up. Um, and then, you know, trying to find a, someone to invest in the company um, in the envision of having, you know, a $30,000 powder coating booth and everything from start to finish was almost impossible. So um, finally found a company in Ohio where I started that was making everything for me. And now we're, um, getting, we're all over the country, really a product from North Carolina to Ohio to Canada. Um, we're getting basically our products from all over the place, but everything comes back here to the shop and we are, you know, we're handling all the ropes. We're splicing the ropes onto the steps. We're packaging everything. We're making the lineman's lines. We're making the safety lines. We're making, you know, every product is finished here. Okay. Now when you're, who's your target audience on this? Like who's all the guys, men and women that are buying this? Like, are they run and gun people that are on strictly public land or do you have guys that are using it literally for like anybody would use a, you know, set of sticks to go up any set stand? Um, it ranges, it ranges all over the place. I mean, I just shipped a massive order to Malaysia. Um, it was 160 pounds worth of product to Malaysia. And these guys were using the steps to climb some kind of tree to harvest the seeds. So, you know, you go from there, but you know, my target market really is the serious hunters, public land, um, run and gun, public land, saddle hunters. And then all the way from, you know, older, the older men. I mean, you know, I sell more product to six, you know, 50 to 70 year old men 
um, than I do kids. So women, you know, women at trade shows, once they see the steps, they look at their husband and, you know, it's like they want to use a stepladder, not his screwing pegs or his stick. So, you know, it ranges, but I'd say the target is definitely the serious hunter, especially public land that's, okay. you know, actually, actually seriously hunting and covering distance and wants a lightweight compact setup. Yeah, and, and I kind of brief, briefly talked to you about it off recording on a phone call a couple of days ago that, you know, I used to hunt in a saddle. I, I spent three seasons in a saddle, and I, I kind of struggled with it, and I don't know if that was for me not practicing with it enough. Um, But it was great. You know, it's comfortable. It's just something new to get used to. And, you know, last couple seasons I've been thinking about doing more run and gun uh, and I really don't want to use a climber. You know, I, I don't right. want the clunkiness. I kind of, I want to be smaller, compact in a way. Um, and then when I saw these, I was like, this is what I need. Cause I don't want to use screw-ins because our, our family farm, um, my uncle, he uses that farm for logging. You know what I mean? Right. He'll do select cutting and everything. And he doesn't want screw-ins on them. So I'm like, man, this is the ticket right here. And even on my set stands, I'm going to use some of these on my set stands as well. And uh, like you said, you can leave them up and they're really small and compact. And I also talked to you about, you know, what I do for a living. You know, I'm with Casey and filming him all the time. Him and I do, I wouldn't call it run and gun, but we like to sit back and observe things and then move in and get aggressive once we get some intel on deer. And when we do that, we'll do what we call a hang and bang. So we'll take two Millenniums in, and then we'll take either rapid rails or, you know, Millennium sticks, and then we'll sit it and hunt it. But I showed him these, and he's like, we have to get a hold of this guy. Like, this is what we need because it's so small, compact, quiet. We can get in, get the stand up in no time, and be hunting, you know. So right. he was really – he was intrigued by it too, and, and that's why I just needed to get a hold of you. Just I wanted to know, know more about this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not here to – to bash any other system but you know me personally i just look at you know the videos of the guys that are using the sticks on a run and gun setup you know they have 550 cord attached to the, every stick that's on the ground and they're pulling one up at a time it's like to me uh, you know i like simplicity and at the same time when i'm setting stand i'm i'm you know i think of myself i'm hunting you know i'm not setting a stand i'm actually hunting you know if yep. i'm mobily hunting so to have all that metal on metal and a stack of sticks to me is just I just couldn't do it. You know, the steps are just right there on your side. And, you know, it's not like I'm biased just because I own the company. I've been using these. I was using these for 20 years before I even had a thought of starting this company. So, yeah, you know, it's just to have them right there. And then once you get into saddle hunting, I mean, now that I've been saddle hunting, I look at tree stands. I'm like, that is so stupid. Like, same <laughs> thing. It's like, how do you carry these massive hunks of metal into the woods and, you know, try to be quiet. So you're walking in, especially you guys, with all your camera equipment. I mean, your saddles around your waist, your set of steps is around your shoulder, your backpacks on your back and your bows on your backpack. And yeah, you get, to, you get to the tree, your saddle is now your lineman belt. Your saddle is your safety harness, which then turns into essentially your tree stand. So you never have to go back down to the ground. Right. And even this year for filming, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Primos, uh, bow hunting vest that they made. Oh, um, yeah. it's not, a, it's not like the safety harness vest, but it's basically a bag that is just a vest. Now right. I'm thinking, I'm like, I looked at it last year and I'm like, gosh dang, like that'd be perfect for filming. 
for batteries, oh, yes. cards, stuff like that. So I'm even trying to eliminate my bag in a way just to make my life a little easier. Put that vest on and I'll have everything I need at, you know, at a little zipper on me somewhere. It's got a ton of pockets in it. So even when I'm hunting, that's my bag. I'm not going to take a bag in. I'm going to put my, if it's a saddle, I'm going to put a saddle on. I'm going to have that, you know, right. the, the steps over my shoulder and I'm wearing my bag. You know what I yep. mean? So in your saddle, if you're saddle hunting, that is your safety harness as well. Right. So, and, you know, it's, it's safer than tree stands. And, you know, to me, it's, it just makes so much sense that, you know, and once you be, once you start saddle hunting, which you, you have in the past, everything becomes so custom. So no guy that saddle hunts really hunts the same way. So, yep. you know, everything down to your rope system, down to as simple as where you put your grunt call and where you put your phone, you know, everything right. becomes so custom because once the saddle's around your waist, the only disadvantage is you're losing your pockets. So, you yep. know, cargo pockets are essential. Um, like the binocular uh, little cases they have for your chest. Those are becoming yep. big in saddle hunting, like a Alaska Guide Service or whatever that company is that makes that one. Um, uh, there's S4 gear, and there's a couple of them that make Yeah, it. so a lot of guys are using those instead of for binoculars or for, you know, anything you need while you're hunting out of a saddle. Um, a lot of times I'll take my setup is, you know, my backpack comes off my back and then snaps onto a step, you know, down by my knees, and I keep my backpack open. So my rangefinder is right there. You know, my grunt calls right there. Um, so everything, you know, it's it's kind of, it's really fun because everything becomes so custom. And once you get your setup, you're always changing it, trying to make right. it easier, um, more, you know, a lot more simple. So it's fun. Yeah. And with the saddles, like I was telling you earlier, my, my wife also had a saddle as well. And she, she's not the most fond with heights. Um, so even on my set stands, I really have to, um, make sure that they're very accessible and to get in me, I'm a monkey. I'll climb wherever. It doesn't bother me at all. So I really got to kind of make sure my setups are rock solid. But when we got the saddles that took her fear of heights completely out, like right. she loved it. in the fact that she was facing the tree at all times and she just felt safer for some reason. I'm like, Hmm, that kind of made me think. I'm like, I thought that'd be kind of like, worse for her but she really liked it so but like I said we hunted with them for three years and I don't think I practiced enough with it it was a trophy line tree saddle I actually got it from John Eberhart and um you know I was just having trouble killing deer out of it um I I think it's because I didn't shoot out of it enough uh I was missing high every time um every every opportunity I had I would miss high and then finally I was like I got to get back doing what I was doing. And then I started killing more deer and then I just haven't went back. But now, um, you know, new tribe is a, is a company tethered, you know, that you, you've been telling me about and, and I, I'm starting to look more into these and they're a little more refined that, than that trophy trophy line was. And I kind of want to get my hands on it and try it again. Yeah. The new ones are, you know, the new ones are night and day from the older ones. Uh, you have some guys that are still stuck on saying the trophy line is the best saddle has ever invented along with the Anderson. But, you know, a lot of those guys have also converted to, you know, the Kestrel or the new Kite and by Arrow Hunter, and they love them. So it's, you know, like you said, it's, it is, it, it's a lot, you feel a lot more secure and safer than tree stand because, you know, as you're climbing up, you have your lines of the belt, your line around the tree. So you're using that, you're tied into the tree. Once you get to the top, your line is still around the tree. You tie in with your, sling line and then you attach that to your bridge take off your lines and 
line and now you're still connected. So it's, you know, and back to like your wife climbing with the steps, the beauty is you can put those steps as close as you want for her right. for the climb up, you know? So when I'm setting stands for family and friends that I know are going to hunt that tree, I put them, you know, really close. When I, if I'm doing a mobile set, I'm like you, I'm a monkey. So I'm going to space them you know, sometimes four feet apart. I see. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm looking at your website right now and you were talking about putting them closer together and everything. So you have like four different sets. Like you can get a set with eight, 10, 12, or 16 steps, right? Correct. Yeah. We also have, we, so that's, those were the basic sets. When Jim started, it was eight, 10, or 12. Um, then I came out with a set of 16 and that evolved into making longer ropes for guys. So I was doing custom rope orders and then I, you know, offered the eight foot ropes. Um, and then, you know, we had so many guys wanting different setups that the best thing we ever did was the build your own section. So, you know, you can go on there and say you want a, a 12 bag with, you know, six, eight foot ropes and four, uh, six foot ropes or whatever the combination is that you want. Um, you can make it. So, you know, the eight foot ropes are great for some guys climb a whole entire tree with eight foot ropes. Um, I usually try to stick with the six foot ropes because it's easier to set up. You know, you can reach your arms around and grab the step. Eight foot ropes are great for like the base of a tree, um, you know, where it's a lot bigger or if you have a tree that splits, so the base is, is massive and it splits into two liters. You know, you, I always carry, if I'm going in blind to set up a set, I'll carry, you know, two or three eight foot ropes, the rest six foot. So it's, you know, we got to the point where you can build a package to whatever suits you best. Okay, that's really cool how, I mean, you could have a tree that you hunt every year and you have to do it special with, you know, six foot, like you said, and then maybe four of them have to be eight foot and then maybe two of them have to be 10 footers and you could build it just like that. That's awesome. Yep. So let's move on a little bit to the accessories that you, that you, uh, you guys provide for everybody. So you have a safety line and connector. Now, now, is that like a safety line with a pressic knot on it for, you know, any conventional tree stand that people use yeah exactly it's you know from it's a 30 foot line that you can basically attach from the top of the tree to the bottom and you have the the prusik on it with a carabiner so as you're climbing you attach that to your safety harness or your saddle bridge and you slide that prusik up as you go and if you if you fall you're not going anywhere it's going to catch you okay and then you then you offer a lineman's line which if anybody doesn't know what a lineman's line is, it's attached to either your saddle or safety harness, and it's what you throw around the tree to be able to be hands-free, right? Right, correct. And, it's, you know, it's essential for the step ladder because you need both hands to put the step on the tree. So okay. we, have the, we have those in seven-foot or nine-foot lines. Okay. And then the next one, the step ladder aider. Now, what is this? I, I don't know if I've seen this. That's something uh, Jim and I came up with a couple of years ago. So I'm involved with uh, saddlehunterforum.com. <clears throat> Anyone is interested in saddle hunting, it's a great place to go. You learn a ton. These guys are all wicked knowledgeable. I call them gear nuts. Um, great guys. You know, no one's bashing anyone. It's not that kind of forum. It's just really informative. So they were all talking about aiders for climbing sticks. And then they were mentioned to me, I should come up with an aider. So, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what in the hell are they talking about aider? So, you know, I started looking into it. And then, you know, Jim and I were in the shop one day and it really just clicked. So it's an adjust, it's basically, it's an adjustable step to aid you to the next step. So in a run and gun situation, when you're blasting into the woods and you want to put up a quick set, 
opposed to using a set of 12 to get you 20, 24 feet, you can now use a set of eight because you're, you're essentially skipping every other step. So my method is, um, it's the same, the eight is the same rope as a step ladder. And it's basically picture a Chinese finger trap. So it's a fully adjustable loop with a hook on it. My first step goes at the level of my chest. My next step goes as high as I can reach. So snap those two steps of the tree, take the aider, hook it to the bottom V, bottom pick end of the step. And then now put your slide open. So as long as it'll go, put your foot in it. And really you just cinch, pull down on the tail end. You cinch your foot up. So you're basically picking your foot up so that you can step to that first step, which was at your the level of your chest. Okay. And then from there on, you keep, you know, keep leapfrogging up the tree. So you're, you're cutting your weight in half. Okay. So it's essentially another step too. That's correct. Right. Okay. Yep. And it I works see. awesome as a deer drag too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause a lot of those running gun guys, I mean, they're going deep in the, deep in the woods where, you know, in the swamps and everything. And you're like, how the hell am I going to get a deer out of here after you kill one? And it's like, you know, hook it on the back of your saddle or your, or your safety harness and start pulling. That, you know, that's how I, that's how I really got into um, saddle hunting is I started hunting islands and peninsulas on the Connecticut river where I was accessing with a kayak. So I, you know, there was, I was always hunting on the ground when I was a kid. And once I got into saddle hunting, it really clicked. I was like, I could, I need to get, you know, above, it's so thick in there. I need to get above the brush so I can actually have shots. So, you know, I, and I can't bring a tree stand in on a kayak with, you know, it'd just be too much and be too loud. So now with the saddle, a little set of steps in the aider, you know, I'll take six or eight steps in. And the aider, my saddle's already around my waist. It, I wear it in my kayak. All I'm doing is grab my bow and my backpack off my kayak and a set of steps. And I'm I'm in the woods and I'm going. So, Yeah, so you're going pretty pretty light and pretty, you know, not, not a lot of stuff on you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as concerned with weight. You know, lightweight is great, but I'm my biggest thing is always simplicity. So I, I want my setup to be so simple that, I can put more effort into the hunt than setting up my stand. I don't want my stand to be so much effort that I get lazy. When you get lazy, you lose opportunities. And, you know, it's it, it, simplicity was really my main goal for any product that I ever developed. Okay. That's, yeah, I, I get that. And, you know, when you, you talk about when you get lazy, when you get lazy is when you're, when you let your guard down and, and you might even get hurt. So you want to be on top of doing everything you, you know, you want to be on the ball with what you're doing. Exactly. So next, moving on, what is the uh, sling line? Sling line is uh, it's just another variation of the linesman line uh, for attaching your bridge. So it's the advantage of it is it has a figure eight on it, a bigger loop. So as you get to the when you get to the top tree where you want to tie in with your saddle, you throw it around the tree, feed the other end through the bigger loop, and then. It has a Blake's hitch on it. The Blake's hitch is good. It's better than the Prusik because you, the Prusik, as you put more pressure on it, sometimes it binds up so tight when you're hanging from your sling that it's hard to adjust. So the advantage of the Blake's hitch is it takes less, it won't bind up as hard. So it's fully adjustable. So when you're hanging out of the saddle, you know, you're constantly adjusting how far you are away from the tree if you're sitting for a longer time. So any little adjustment creates a total different comfort level. So if, you know, if your hips are getting sore, you know, sometimes you come closer to the tree, sometimes you go farther away. So it's just easier to adjust. Okay. 
Now, the next thing is the step hanger. Now, I really like this. It's a bow hanger that you can use on state land, uh, any public land, because you're not screwing anything into the tree. Now, explain to me kind of where you had this idea and where it came from. Really, it was just messing around my welding shop. You know, I'm try- I was trying to figure out a way because, you know, you're hunting on public land. Like you said, you can't screw a step in the tree. So if you can't do that. You can't screw a bow hanger into a tree. So, you know, I just had so many prototypes and just messed around for a long time and finally figured out a way to, it's basically, you know, picture like a T with a swivel at the end. Picture a normal real tree bow hanger. But at the end of it, instead of having a screw that screws into the tree, you have a T. So that T goes in between you slide it in between the rope and the standoff of the step on one side and then back into the other side and then it rests on the rung so when i get up into the tree that my bow hanger is always in my pocket in one of my cargo pockets or it's you know slid into my uh, saddle belt or any belt get to the top of the tree i always have a step up there i slide it right into there take my backpack off my bow gets hung up that step is also uh, for my camera arm, my camera arm goes under the rope of the step, step secures the camera arm to the tree. So, you know, it all, it all became a system. And uh, once I tweaked it and made all my jigs and everything, started selling them and, you know, we're, we sell a lot of them. I was going to say a lot of guys are probably buying, you know, probably five, six of them a year, probably. Oh yeah. I mean, you can leave them in the tree or, you know, you can take them in and out with you. And, you know, I've, I customize a lot of mine too. You know, I'll wrap them with 550 cord to make them tighter and quieter. Um, I'll rubberize coat them, you know, so there's, there's always some kind of way to customize them, but yeah, it works awesome. And, you know, you can use it as a gun rest, really anything. It's, you know, it's half inch tube. It's made out of the same material as a, as a step. Okay. So now moving on to the packages. Now you offer three different packages, I believe. Um, Correct. You've got a, a run-and-gun package. What what goes into the run-and-gun package? The run-and-gun package is either a set of 10 or 12, and it comes with an aider and a linesman line. Okay. And then, so that's that's that'll get you started for basically whatever you want, just to get run-and-gunning. Exactly. You know, the only thing you're really missing is a saddle. Okay. And then the next one's the ultimate climb package. What is this everything you offer, or what's in this one? Yeah, it's pretty much everything in the box i mean you get it's a set of 12 and you get a 30 foot safety line with it a linesman line um and a bow hanger so you know it's it's basically everything all in one okay and then lastly you have a a base package which is a larger base is that for bigger trees is that what that is yeah so that's uh kind of one of the packages that i always basically every package i came up with is any variation of something that I would pack up and take into the woods. So that set right there has three eight foot ropes on it and nine, six foot ropes. So a set of 12. Um, and the thought of it is if you're going in to set up a set, I always think of it as like early season, you're going to set a stand that's going to stay. Um, and you don't know what tree you're going to pick. So a lot of times, like I said, you get to a tree that has a larger base and you need a little extra rope on it. So those eight foot ropes are right on top of the stack. So as you get up to the tree, you have that extra length if you have a tree that's bigger at the bottom. Okay. That makes sense for sure. Okay. Well, it looks like, <clears throat> am I missing anything? Do you have anything else that you guys are offering or anything that you're, you know, coming out with that maybe we can let everybody know? Yeah, I'm, uh, we've been dabbling with uh, a couple prototypes on a, you know, on a platform for saddle hunting. Um, I use the steps as a platform, but there are a lot of guys that want a bigger platform. Um, for saddle hunting 
just the only thing is there's a big misconception where guys that are beginning and that are starting saddle hunting, they think you need a big platform. Um, so a lot of guys would use the old XOP replacement seats and they'd basically modify them into a platform for saddle hunting. Um, but you know, the big misconception is that you stand on it. You don't really stand on it when you're saddle hunting. You're, it's basically platform is just for a footrest. You know, you're not, your body weight isn't standing on the platform. So I've had a lot of interest in guys wanting me to make one. So I've been dabbling in that, that could come out in the next year or so. Um, and then also my camera arms I make, those are getting finalized into, you know, going into production. Um, then we have little simple things, you know, the gear hook hanger, that's basically just a hook with a double fisherman's loop on it that you feed through the step loop through itself and you can hang your backpack from it. And, you know, we have some apparel, but you know, that's basically the gist of it. You know, you're, you briefly mentioned your camera arm. Now I've, the last two years, you know, a lot of the camera arms, you know, you got your muddies and your fourth arrows and, and companies like that, but a lot of them kind of go by the wayside because it's not a big industry. I don't know. I would like to see what your camera arm, you know, what, what that is, but I, I'm, I'm trying to picture my, my like my design. Cause I want to go small with it, but it still hold like the bigger cameras. And, um, I feel like with your steps, it, that might be a good way because the biggest thing is trying to find it how you're going to hook it onto the tree as well that's and, that's the thing it's that basically comes down to it's another invention that my main goal is simplicity so when i got into self-filming i was like you know looking at all the camera arms fourth arrow arm the muddy arm my buddy had the muddy camera arm. that thing that freaking thing weighed a ton and then you had mm-hmm. an extra strap you had to carry for it and it was loud and it was big and it's like i am not gonna carry all this stuff with me so just mess around in the shop i made a whole aluminum camera arm that's basically it's only a foot long but it has three sections so you have three feet of camera arm that all swivels out and basically has another t at the end with spikes on it and you put it against a tree so you have your step on the other side of the tree so you put it between the rope and the tree you can that step down and it sucks it right to the tree and that thing's so sturdy you could hang on it and it's aluminum so it's wicked light so I already have the steps and that step on the other side of the tree has my bow hanger on it. My bow's hanging there. My backpack's also hanging off that step. So it all created one big, um, you know, one step is holding three different things. So okay. that's where it all came from. And, you know, I've made a couple for a few buddies and a couple for customers. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I can make them, but it all comes down to, you know, is it making you money? Exactly. So, yep. Yeah. And, it, and like I said, it's not a big demand out there for it. So it's right. like, how much money do you really want to wrap up into it? If you, you know, are you going to get anything back out of it? Exactly. That's the thing. You know, I can make anything and sell anything, but it all comes down to actually putting it into production is the biggest thing. Yeah. So let's transition, you know, here real quick. I, I want to pick your brain about saddle hunting and you've been doing it for a while. And, and, uh, you know, I know you just got a new saddle in, in the shop today. Um, tell us a little bit about that, what it is and, and kind of give everybody like, you know, the 30,000 foot view of what saddle hunting is. Yeah. So it's, uh, today I got the, the newest saddle from arrow hunter and it's called the kite. And so last year's model from the arrow hunter was the Kestrel and it was, it was unbelievable because before that they had the evolution, the evolution just had kind of too much on it. It had too much arborist, um, 
parts to it and kind of stuff that you didn't need for uh for hunting out of a saddle they redefined that into the kestrel which was so simple so instead of having to step through the saddle to put it on it had three buckles one around your waist and two between your legs you snap that on you're ready to go um and the seat was actual like a solid you know cordura canvas seat and you know in early season that gets a little hot so they redeveloped that into the kite which is a full mesh seat so you have you know it's breathable as kind of the same components but the thing i didn't like about the kestrel is it had those big buckles around your hip and around your legs they turned those into a lot smaller buckles because it came down to something as simple as it you know as you're walking into the woods and anywhere i'm hunting it's so thick that you know you're carrying your bow in front of your face to try to get in between the brush and my cam kept hitting that buckle you know and it was dinging no matter what you do to try to quiet down it wasn't working so they this year the, with the kite they came out with a lot smaller buckle um which is wicked tiny it goes through through your legs and then the buckle around your waist is a lot smaller too um their the bridge is basically the same um their sling line is really cool it has kind of a double prusik on it for safety um they they really they did a great job coming out with uh with the kite it, it's awesome i sat in it out in the shop on the pole for a while this morning you know tinkering with it and i love it it's a uh, it's 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 a it's a little bit more comfortable than the kestrel you know not a lot but it's it's definitely a really cool saddle so i'm i'm looking at a picture of it and it looks like it's got a lot of adjustability onto the leg straps and everything um it looks like it's pretty comfortable and that mesh that mesh looks like from the saddle i had from the trophy line it looks like obviously i mean that was i was hunting out of that like seven years ago they came a long way oh yeah um from that to this now and so for everybody that's wondering what a bridge is on a saddle the bridge is the part that hooks you to the tree correct correct um kind of the bridge is so basically anyone that doesn't know what a saddle is you know look it up on the internet but if you can't picture uh picture a climbing harness with your d-rings on your hips so the saddle is basically a big it's a piece of cloth piece of canvas that goes around your ass you have on your hips you have your lines and loops which are farther back like right on your hips and then you have your bridge loops which are kind of more towards the center of you that has a rope that's attached to each loop right and left that then attaches to a carabiner to an additional line that's around the tree so you use your lines and line to get up to to where to your platform where you're going to hunt you clip in your sling line that attaches to your bridge you then unclip your lines and line and now you're hanging from the tree opposed to you know being held away from it yep i got you now if anybody i'll put some links in the show notes to your you know to the stepladder steps and your website and to maybe the arrow hunter and the tethered one in the new tribe so everybody can kind of see what the saddles and and what your products are as well awesome yeah it's a the mesh is also you know it comes down to the the simple things as a lot of times you know, I'm, I'm hunting in Carhartts or, you know, just normal pants and old army pants. So w- when you have, you know, like buttons on your back pockets or something or a thicker belt on, the mesh prevents that from being like, you know, dug into your hips. So it kind of, it's the little things that add a lot of comfort. Yeah, definitely. And it looks definitely comfy. comfy. The trophy line one I had was so comfortable. It, it really was. Yeah, those things are classic. They're they were going for a high dollar on eBay one time. 
They were like when I ended up getting mine. That it, trophy line, trophy line, I think was either just going out of business or it just did, and I was trying to find them, and you could not find them. And when you did, they were so expensive. And oh, they're going for I, like uh, four or five hundred bucks. I know. And the lucky part that I had is I grew up right here next to John Eberhart, and so I got a hold of him, and he had a couple of them, and so I got my mine and my wife from him. So that that kind of worked out good. Yeah, he's a. Uh... He's definitely a legend in the saddle hunting community. Yeah, he is for sure. That's that's all he's ever done is saddle yep. hunting for the last twenty some years. Well, cool, man. You know where where can everybody find your stuff? Um, website and social media platforms. Where where can everybody go? Yeah, go to wildedgeink.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, wildedgeink, uh, Facebook, and we have a ton of videos on YouTube, any, anywhere from instructional videos to hunting videos. Uh, so anywhere on the social media platforms you can find us or you know, feel free to give us a call here at the shop. Sweet, man. I, I appreciate you coming on and doing this. And, you know, we're doing it at lunchtime here and, you know, and taking away, you know, your weekday. Uh, I appreciate you doing that. And we'll have to definitely get together again. And Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on and definitely get those Kiefer brothers using the steps and the saddle. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna keep prodding at them, see if, they, see if they'll do it. I know Casey really wants to try out the steps, so we'll uh, – We'll get some in here and 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 really start practicing with them because he's he's big on the um, rapid rails and I think this is a better way better setup than the rapid rails for sure. So oh yeah, he'll he'll love them once he gets his hands on them. Well, cool man. Again, appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll have to do this again. Awesome, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Drew. And there it is, Drew Walter from Wild Edge Inc. Now I'm telling you guys, this product is awesome. It is so easy to pack these things in and so easy to climb a tree. Now it does take a little bit getting used to it, but they're so safe, I'm not kidding you. I don't know if anybody's ever used rapid rails or, or whatnot, but you know with rapid rails, sometimes when you put your weight on one side, they'll swing, you know, because they don't have very good grip. These things, when you cam these things over, they are rock solid, they do not move. So I wanna thank everybody for listening. And Drew and I are also in the process of uh, either doing a giveaway or doing a promotional code. So in the next coming weeks be looking out for that maybe we'll be giving away a set of these things so somebody can try these out but i'm telling you these things are the real deal and you need to try them out at least go look at them and and uh, see what they're all about so again thanks for listening appreciate all you guys and the support please go to itunes leave a review and leave a rating you know those little stars on the on itunes click the five star if you would please i appreciate it And don't forget, next Wednesday, we got an all-new episode of the Fall Podcast.